Welcome to Dealing with the Germans. My name is Anders. And I'm Philip. Um, and today, Philip, uh, it, it may be... Um, uh, in, in, in you just you just moved house, didn't you? you you're in a new space today, so um, the listener. Yes, we moved. The, the listener may may notice uh, a different sound in in Philip's end. Um, um, he's not quite set up yet, but it's fine. It's um, the, the 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 big news uh, this week in in Bavaria is that um, they're talking about the, um, the the kids. When are they getting back to school? Um, oh, Philip, I, your your kids are not in school yet. Well, we're lucky that our kids are in kindergarten, so they are not the priority to go back to school. And they didn't have any homework to do. Oh, yeah, so. that's. I mean, we did have like um, we have a four-year-old kinder, which is like a preschool kid, yeah. and we they have we have some activity stuff that we can do with him every day. Um, but this is not the same as I could imagine for somebody who has a kid going to school and they have homework to do. Yeah. And they have to do homeschooling, you know. We have, uh, yeah. So we have our son in an in an after school activity center. I don't know what you call it. It's it's called Hort in in German, um, the, and and they have actually sent him a couple of activities per email so that he they I mean so that the kids can 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 do some some stuff and they can share it you know because they all do it hopefully <laughs> so they can they can share that experience when once they get back together but i mean um here in in munich they've been home for now i think it's 7 weeks um so have you heard anything from, yes. from your ki- from your kindergarten these past weeks yesterday we drove by it and we saw that they had a sign that said like we miss you or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. Stephanie, my wife is the one who handles most of that stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm told like when there's like parent teacher night, or I guess it's not parent teacher night, but that's what I call it. Um, but at the um, or when there's like some sort of special activity mm-hmm. that we go yeah. to the school. But yeah, I think right now we're they're pro- they're probably going to be gone. For the rest of the summer, yeah, right? that's Isn't that the, what Bavaria, right? Yeah, that's the that's the, what we just heard in the news this morning that they're saying. Um, well, tomorrow is first of May, and normally the school year is is ending end of July, so they would be at um, uh, another three months, really, um, May, June, July, and and for now they're saying, um, well, normal school activities won't happen this school year. And uh, probably not for the rest of the calendar year. I mean, it's 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 really uh, that was a, that was a blow. I, I gotta say because yeah. um, we we are we're at a point now we can see that our son he he needs these social activities. I mean, he needs to he needs to 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 be out and about with his with his uh, pals, you know, in school. So so I, th- I think now the kids are starting to pay a really high price. Um, because these are the the forming years. I mean, it, my son has just turned ten, and, and these are the years where he he will you know build relations and he will learn to build relations. He will he will you know take up new interests um, by going to school. All these things. I mean, yes, we get the we get the schoolwork sent to us. And that's fine, yeah. but but it's all the other things, you know, <laughs> all the things surrounding the 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 school. 
the, the, the things with the social aspects and and uh, well we'll we'll have to see i think they'll they'll work they're working on a solution where you know 50% of the kids can go one day then the other 50% go the next day and they will switch every day um or every week they haven't got they haven't announced a a, a finished concept but that's because the social distancing will still be important at least if, yeah and yeah the next announcement happens on the 3rd right so Oh, have you heard that? Because Sunday. I was looking yesterday. Um, I think we mentioned this last week in the in the episode that it's it's um, you know the, the 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 time between press conferences here um, is long. <laughs> it's quite yeah. long. We 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 sit on our couches and we just you know at home and we're we're waiting for news and and. And the Germans are quite pragmatic. They they say, you know, we will tell you once we have something to say. But it's all the comforting things that it would be nice to have a a prime minister or a chancellor saying, you know, we know we know you're doing what you can and we appreciate it. Uh, hold out, hold on to to what you're doing. It matters. And and um, um, by the way, Wait, are you saying they're not saying that, or they are saying that? not? They are no, not really, not really. They are not really. I mean, they are when once they finally have a press conference, they they say that you know we we know that you you're sacrificing a lot, but they could they could actually have a press conference just saying you know, yes, we know uh, the price you pay, and we know the price your kids are pay are paying. Um, here's the deal: if if the good progress continues here's the deal here's what we have in mind um so that you know w in which direction uh, the, the society is going if the numbers continue to be good because the numbers in germany are really good this is i can compare this to what they're doing in denmark they the danish prime minister has had several press conferences uh, conferences just saying this you know i know um so he comes out. He's like, "I got no new data, but I just want to say, yeah. good job." Well, she's saying, "She's on. saying the data looks good." She's saying, "I uh, the, the the numbers um, the numbers look really good." Um, wow. We will do this if next week by this time the numbers are still good. You can expect this, and that gives hope. That that's just uh. that that makes people say, "Okay, just one more week. We'll hold on. Just one more week." And then we can expect our small shops to open or our, our hairdresser or whatever it was. S stuff like that, you know, that matters. Um, and the Germans are not really good at that. Re not really. But it's interesting because two things that I take from that is the inability of uh, expressing appreciation. Yeah. And the, abil and the ability to um, foreshadow. So, or not, not really foreshadow, that's the wrong word. But to like... Um, to make an assumption, right? Yeah. I think Germans are very guarded when they come to make this, uh, you know, they would want to avoid having to say, if this continues next week, you can see this will happen. Yeah. Germans don't make promises. No, like they, no they, if they're wrong, yeah. they want to avoid that kind yeah. of, I don't know yeah. what it is. It's in their nature. Yeah. It's in their backbone to be fact-based. They, 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 yeah. they want to see numbers, they want to see facts, and then they make decisions. But in this situation, I think it's 
you can't just go on with that. I mean, pe- because people now the situation in Denmark is actually that they're 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 too cautious, so they they're not opening up, and and still the numbers continue to drop. I mean, it's it's just literally just a they don't even they can hardly they can hardly even measure it in 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 the, in the healthcare system anymore, but still the opening is very slow. So there's it's not happening yet, but we can see now that sort of slight anarchy is going on because people are now making their own decisions. Um, in spite of in Denmark, in Denmark, yeah, they're, they're simply saying, I'm, really? I'm, I'm going out now. I'm we're we're having a house party or whatever." It's, it's, because they, they they want something to happen. They they they've been sitting around for seven weeks now. <laughs> so so it's just. Come on, guys! Let's 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 do something. They're saying that to the politicians. We we we're fed up now. We um, and and yeah. I mean, when you were mentioning earlier about it'd be nice if the German uh, chancellors or politicians would just come on to say we don't have anything new, but we want to just tell you you're doing a great job. I think also people would see right through that. I mean, politics politicians are not very well trusted. No, anyway. they're not. So how are you gonna? Yeah, how are you gonna take that? That, 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 yeah, there's like a difference there because they're less trusted here in Germany than they are in Denmark, um, and and the Danish prime minister has actually has actually won quite a lot because she's really she, she co- comes on on re- really genuine and and she's really you know showing emotions and is saying it's a bit like if, for international listeners uh, you can probably compare her to the the New Zealand prime minister. Jacinda Adern, I think she's called, because um, she's also very genuine, very real, authentic, and and she she communicates very, very real, and the Danish prime minister is 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 very similar <clears throat> in her ways of, of of communicating. So, so I think that's that's interesting because I've often. So how do you gauge someone's genuineness, right? especially like politicians? And I think it has to do with their frequency. Like, you know, when you get a vibe with somebody, like you and I, we have a good chemistry. Yeah. I think vibrations are similar. This is why we resonate with each other. Yeah. And I think this is why it's easier. Uh, to me, it seems to be easier. Sometimes it can be difficult to tell when someone's bullshitting yeah. here in Germany. Yeah. Because they're not good liars, they're, right? They don't they don't want to lie. No. Sometimes it's really hard when they really put up a uh, you know a really strong facade. Then you can't read anything. That's the thing. But if someone tries to bullshit bullshit yeah. you, like I feel like okay, you can still like uh, I can gauge that you're not really being genuine here. And I think probably yeah, politicians probably have that inherent problem. And if Germans are, have a hard time being genuine, what is it? Uh, how does it translate, right? I think there's because it's interesting that you're mentioning these things about how these people are perceiving and the effect that it's having mm-hmm. on on the population. Yeah, I think there's um there's something to the German distancing with the the, the the Germans are very formal. If they go outside the house and 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 talk to anybody but their own family or close friends, they, they, there's this C the 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 formal. Uh, the formal form of of you, I mean, Herr Herr uh, Müller, uh, Frau Merkel, um, uh, they 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 distance themselves already there by talking in 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 a formal uh, form of you and by by last name. Um, 
So already there, there's a, in Denmark, the, 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 you're always in the in the in the informal way of you uh, do and and first name and and there, there there can be pros and cons to that. But when it comes to politicians, there's there's a, there's a they, they distance themselves from the public already there, and they they the the. Because it's in the backbone of the Germans to be to be formal and to be fact oriented, like you say, they don't want to. By by all means, they don't want to promise anything that they can't keep. But but in this situation where we're literally paving the road as we drive, it's just everybody would understand that. Even the Germans I talk to, they would say, you know, we know this is unprecedented. We 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 nobody knows. Nobody really knows if the numbers even matter because nobody knows the virus yet. It's so new. So so it's it's nobody can foresee what what will happen. And and there's actually a a, a genuine understanding of this in the public. I mean, I don't think the politicians would 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 um, well. Maybe they would suffer a little bit on on their trustworthiness. But in, in the way that the, the Germans usually use their common sense, they would actually understand. Oh yeah, how could anyone foresee this? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, huh. I, th- I think they should relax a little bit. The politicians they should just say, you know, yeah, we we we, we actually know. Nobody really knows. And you have all these experts, these medical experts, these these uh, viral virologists, and and but and they're they're talking about you know what norm what can you normally expect in these situations, and and if we do this, uh, we can expect that. But really, nobody knows about the coronavirus. Nobody because we haven't we've known it for three four months. So so yeah, it's it's um, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned the people would understand if if, uh, if the politicians would level with them, I thought about like uh, all the protesters that are uh, going out trying to uh, say that this is uh, impeding on their freedom. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously there's a French group, and it's not many of the Germans, but still, like, you know, I mean, we're so diverse as a human race in ideas, not just in you know where we come from, but uh, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. I think because we might be framing this as a German's inability to make decisions, or not not make decisions, but an inability inability to um, to be assertive. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what it yeah. is, right? Yeah. You got to make a decision. Um, but I would say it's not even that because obviously they do make great decisions based on calculations. Mm-hmm. I think it's more this skill. It, this is how the COVID-19 thing is changing and challenging all of us. It does. It's not about being better decision makers because no. the Germans have that. Yeah. It's about forgiving themselves yeah. when they don't make a thing yeah. and the ability to pivot, yeah. right? So one of the things that uh, I learned at a very young age is that it's not how how hard you fall, it's how quick you can get yeah. up because everyone falls. Yeah, that's actually... And so you have to be able to spring back. Spot on. The skill is really springing yeah, back. Spot on, man. That's that's exactly right. Um there, In general, I think there's also something uh, that I've, I've realized here. The Germans are slow adapters, um, and, and this yeah. this this Corona situation is a good example. But we've previously in the in this podcast we've talked. Oh, about I got a great example for you. <laughs> yeah. The the messaging marketing is you know about this emerging uh, platforms now. What's that? 
so like the leading way, the, the leading markets is like in China, right? Where they have, uh, what is it, WeChat? Yeah. I think it's yep. the name of the application. And you can literally do everything through your chat room stuff. German, because it's a late adapter, they haven't gotten to that point no. yet. And the one of the and one of the things that I've discovered because we looked into it, uh, the company that, that I work for, we looked into it a little bit um, last year, and uh, we got exposure to it. And what we discovered is that the hardest thing for these companies is is to tone down their formality because you cannot do that on on you know when you utilize WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger yeah. or this kind of impersonal yeah. communication apps, you cannot. Do what the like the telecom companies do, which is they send you a whole letter, yeah, right, to tell you two things, <laughs> yeah, because of their formality, yes. and so that's the biggest hardest thing that they that they have to do. And talking to uh, some of these experts uh, in a conference that I went to last year, yeah, they all said like they just need to make the decision to just to accept the fact that they're gonna have to say do instead of z, yeah, and that they have to. You know, the person who writes three paragraphs is just going to have to figure out how to say that in two. You know, and that compression of uh, communication, I think it's crucial to the rapidness of, of our life. You know, like, how do we... If it takes me longer to articulate to you it, uh, as a project, it's going to take longer for that project to execute. And how do you make... But if I can... Yeah, and the, the, the German decision makers are the ones enjoying all the privileges of having people talking to you in Z. So, you know... The big bosses in tech companies and the big bosses in, in telecommunications and stuff, they enjoy all the privileges of having the formal way of 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 dealing with other yeah. people. So they they will they all of a sudden they will see themselves uh, perceive themselves on, on not a lower level but on a different level on a on a not so distant level from from the the rest of us. So they, they, I'm being a little hard now, but I think there's some truth in it. Um, they, so they, they will actually have to make a decision as to whether or not they can accept being like anybody else. You know what I'm saying? That's true, because Germans are very external people. Their yeah. diplomas yeah. and their cars and their house yeah. and their careers and all the clubs that they belong to define them and not the internal. And so, it's challenging for somebody who has behind that uh, executive post they, because they're they like, have all their, mean? I yeah, have to. There, there's a big difference between corporate executives and corporate employees in, German, in Germany. Yeah. Um, and if, if, if a big part, a big chunk of, of a company's infrastructure or, or what, whatever they do, big part of their work is migrating to a platform where there's a, a completely informal way of dealing with one another, that, that will... I can understand why the executives will, will have a hard time with that because that will require for them to work on a completely different level. And not all of them are, are actually humanly skilled to do that. It's a very interesting yeah, observation. Observation. It's a very they're all being guarded in the ivory tower. Yeah. They, well, <laughs> and, and it's funny because everybody I know, all the young people, they say, "Yeah, this this formal way of view. That's this C. That's it's ridiculous." And but once they finish their like ten years on on university and they they have a diploma and they've you know enjoy all the privileges of being. Um, um, an educated, well-educated person, and they get you know a good-paying job, then they just don't want to get 
get let that status go and 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 and, and then they you know sit down in their in their company car and 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 sit behind their company corporate desk executive desk and and they do exactly like anybody else on that level so nothing ever happens so but maybe this is um, you know there, there there are new winds blowing here i um, i salute that <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean, everyone's getting challenged in this time, and I think it's uh, it's good. It should be healthy. It's not an issue of, uh, you know, if it's bad or wrong. And uh, Change should be uncomfortable, and you should become comfortable with change yeah. or becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know. I've said it before, um, you know, we will realize in a couple of years probably that, that um, the, coronavirus, the corona crisis was not just bad. I mean, it's bad when people die and it's bad when people suffer, but there will come yeah. good things out of this. And there absolutely will. I'm, 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 I have no doubt. Um, and we've, we will already see this pretty soon. I mean, we... You're talking about the silver lining of, uh, yeah. of the pandemic? Yeah, I am. But let us not forget the people that we lost to it, because I think this is the one thing we forget. I might have a different perspective on it, because as a veteran, I think about all those soldiers before me and how lucky I am to be, still be alive yeah so in this kind of situation I yeah obviously there are some great things I mean I'm excited for the future I'm excited about what changes it's going to be yeah but let us not forget like I think it should be important there should be some way that we can com- commemorate commemorate what was <laughs> that we can celebrate these people yes right? absolutely and remember them in, yeah, uh, yeah yeah I, I agree yeah, because I mean, the- it's a tragedy it's a loss Already now, I heard yesterday, uh, already now, um, in the U.S., you have lost more people than the in- through the entire Vietnam War due to uh, the yeah. corona crisis. So it's, uh, I don't know the numbers, but it's over 60,000. Yeah, it's around 60,000. 58, yeah, yeah. it was 58 something something that we lost in, uh, in Vietnam. And that was a really deadly war. It was. Yeah, it was really bad. It, 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 uh, it was not one of the good, good words. It still haunts the the Americans, right? I mean, there are still a lot of, of veter- veterans suffering, uh, you know, uh, post traumatic uh, diseases and stuff. Um, yeah. And it's it, it, it yeah, it's horrible. Um, and there are things you cannot do because they did not have such a welcoming, you know, return back home. Like uh, veterans from the Iraq or the Afghan war, like you know, yeah, like my generation, yeah. yeah. So it, as that probably was the biggest, uh, you, you know, this this uh, service that we could have done to uh, those veterans, yeah. You know, and all politics aside, you send your own people somewhere across the world to put them in danger. You know, I think you owe them some sort of respect. Yes, you do. absolutely. They. Did not get the welcome that they at should. At least have. they should have. Like, I mean, uh, when you think about the money that the U.S. spends on 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 the army, they should be able to afford or, or prioritize um, like a pension, a minimum pension. Do, do veterans get a minimum pension? Do they get money every month for uh, as a thank thank you for their for their service? Uh, if you retire, well, retirement is different, but. Um, you can get uh, like medical related uh, pensions okay. if you get uh, if you got some sort of con- uh, thing. And actually, I'll, I think a lot of the veterans have been taken care of um, because they are 
They are, the, the, that's one of the reasons why the VA, which is the Veteran Affairs uh, Office in, in the United States, got uh, they got their you know stuff together because they had so many people that were, they were just ignored. Yeah, you know? and so if somebody from my generation is getting a you know some disability check, mm-hmm. it's largely due to the mishandling that the VA had for the veterans of. Um, of Vietnam, so they recognize this and they've made a really big Im- impact. Okay. Otherwise, they'd be ignoring them to still, you know. That's sad. It's it's like you say, you know, this, you should be recognized. You should. I, I mean, you you, you um, the veterans they 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 they're entitled to some sort of, of a formal funeral, aren't they? When they die, they you know with a yes. ceremony with a flag and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least that, but and but the, but still, it's. Um, it's 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 hard for me to to really relate to because I'm from a country where we 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 don't have that. We there there is a Veterans Affairs office now because actually Denmark has been involved in some wars, um, and there are soldiers coming back now with with um, with stress symptoms and 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 uh, war related. Um, uh, diseases um but or or, uh, or or diagnosis but but it's 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 so new to our country that that we haven't dealt with this for 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 much time. do you guys have a voluntary army yes yes when i grew up it was so it, it wasn't voluntary i had to um i got a draft notice and went into a physical uh, examination and, and everything um and i went i, I didn't sh- is that similar to how they do it here in germany Sorry. no I, 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 I don't think they have uh, i think it's voluntary uh, in germany as well i'm not aware of of well wait, wait. no you're right sorry it's it is now voluntary but it wasn't um yeah for many years actually for not too long the listener needs to uh, understand that in Germany, you know, the military service is is strictly. Um, that's what they that, that 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 that's what they're very careful about saying. You know, they they, they want to emphasize that that it's to 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 help in other wars. You know, to to help the UN to help uh, uh, you know facilitate infrastructure in, in in africa and, and stuff like that they're doing all these kinds of, of of international operations um because having a strong army in germany um is 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 not something they 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 feel like they are entitled to to have um at least up until now they since the second world war it's kind of been you know it's it's not okay. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Now, as I was going to say, uh, my experience with the German army obviously has been uh, while I was working, um, you know, at the German multinational writing center. And to them, it's I mean, what I perceive there is more of a NATO uh, force, you know. Yeah. So this idea that they're contributing to that's the thing um, to their uh, NATO allies, yes. you know, yeah. and also how they're how they're spending the time uh, preparing for this stuff too, because they. Uh, I think, oh man, what, how, it's been a while since I worked there, but 2017 maybe mm-hmm. was the first time the German army had an expedition, meaning they left Germany to go yes. somewhere, it's- and they went to check to train Czech soldiers, and they went to Poland to train yep. Polish soldiers, and so, yeah, this is starting to happen more now, yep. and obviously it's by the uh, the influence that the American army has had, because you know, the U.S. army leads a... Uh, 
the NATO treaty here in Germany, yep. and uh, you know the Germans contribute a great deal to that. If, and if there's one thing that Germans are really good at, it's like logistics, infrastructure, stuff like that. They can probably help and and um, consult uh, internationally with that. So they're, they're really good at that. So, and I expect that the German army, you know, has some expertise. Um, so so it's it's um, yeah. They, 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 but they're very careful, and they, they internationally they always, you know, keep saying, you know, this is strictly to help out others, and 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 we're not we're not building up an army to uh, to to do anything uh, bad uh, with any bad intent in in Germany. Um, yeah, so, and it goes back to the Second World War, of course. So, so they don't want to be perceived as 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 trying to do anything here. There's, there's still this bad feeling about what happened during the Second World War. Um, I think we mentioned this in one of the very early episodes, uh, that the younger... Yeah, the, the younger the stigma. Yeah, they, it still haunts the Germans, although the, the, the younger generation is not really... Um, I mean, they they don't feel they have anything to do with that because it was their, their grandfathers and great-grandfathers who... Who did all that? And why? Why should they? I mean, they feel kind of responsible, and they're they're making sure that it's not forgotten. But but apart from that, they don't feel like they have anything to answer to anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't. I think future generations will change. Yeah, just these days, just yesterday. In fact, I didn't. I don't know if you saw that on the news. Um, <clears throat> it's seventy-five years ago since the um, the Dachau. Uh, Concentration camp was liberated, was was uh, yeah. opened up, and and the German soldiers um, came in and, and and saw horrible things. So um, yeah, there, there was a there was a segment on the news yesterday evening about that. Yeah, seventy five years, man. We've had a um, we've had a um, couple of ge- not that long ago. No, it's not. It's not that long ago yet. For people like you and I, I I'm, I've never experienced war. Um, I was born in '72. I've never experienced anything remotely dangerous. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> you gotta travel some more, man. <laughs> this coronavirus is the first thing I ever experienced where my 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 <clears throat> my ability to travel across borders is limited. I, well, it's yeah. non-existent at the moment, but but um, this is the first time that I cannot go anywhere, and it's it's kind of a I think more mentally, it's 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 kind of a thing that's a little hard to it's deal. Totally. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's totally mental. Yeah, because I didn't plan to go. I can't go back to to my native Denmark, which is, my my mom lives uh, a thousand kilometers away from from our house here in Munich, in Denmark, and she just got operated in her shoulder. It was it was um, she she had a bad shoulder, and she went to an OP, and it it got it fixed, but. Under normal okay. circumstances, I would probably have, have have gone home to see her, you know, just to make sure. Are you okay, mom? And just spend right. just spend some time with her, you know. But I couldn't do this because of the crisis. And we we're we're still talking uh, every day on the phone and 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 do video chats and stuff. And it's fine. She's she's recovering and and it's all good. Um, and she, but I would have I would have gone there if I could. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the first time I uh, I sit here and, and and I'm not able to do anything. They still advise people not to travel more than I think ten kilometers away from their home. Are you aware of that? Really? Yeah. 
because, because we have a long weekend coming up. Tomorrow is the 1st of May. And um, normally people on a long weekend where you have an extra day, either Friday or Monday, people in Germany will go to the mountains. They will go to... to um, Ah, Austria. Okay. This is specifically. This is specifically for this first of May. So no, 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 no. <clears throat> Just general. As soon as you have what what they call a long weekend, exactly. and uh, if you have like, are you aware of the term Brückentag? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so this is a really interesting uh, thing <laughs> because um, the, oh man, I've just forgot the American version of it. But uh, yeah, a Brückentag is a bridge day. So basically, it's like an extra day that you get. Yes. For your uh, yeah. <clears throat> so if there's a if, if there's a public holiday on a um, <clears throat> on a um, Thursday or Tuesday, then you have the Friday or the Monday in between, which would normally be yeah. a working day, but like eighty percent of the people are taking that day off. Yes. Yeah, that's what you call a Brückentag, bridge day. Um, bridge day. So if you have either that or a long weekend, weekend it's yeah. just you know people go. All over the place here, in, in, in particularly here in, in the southern yeah. parts of Germany, where we have the the Alps, um, and, and and they've specifically said to people this weekend, you know, stay home. You cannot go anywhere because uh, it doesn't look like the weather's going to be that good. But but if if the weather would have been excellent with sunshine and everything, people would have been all over the place. Yeah. And what do you know about the May first? Demonstrations, because that also happens every day, right? So, for the viewers who don't know, May first is the the German Labor Day, yeah. right? Americans have Labor Day, yeah. And uh, it's the idea of honoring the people who work, you know. Yeah. So, right now, I think it's a significant one because your grocery shopping, or your grocery store people are still working yeah. there. You know, your postman yeah. still working there. Yeah. Like these are these are the people that make sorry, the May first. Uh, Celebrations are supposed to yeah. be honoring. It's so. always been kind of a <clears throat> a union day, I guess. Um, yeah, and 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 it, usually the unions here are, are politically they're on the left, you know, social, social democratic, uh, socialist, um, and and that has usually been uh, also in the former East Eastern Europe countries. It's it's. You know they're celebrating their their ideology and and uh, socialism has been associated with the first of May, um, but now I think for the past fifteen years, yes, the unions are still honoring their their members and the hard working people, but in general, it's 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 not really celebrated. When I grew up in Denmark, it was a, it was a, a public holiday. It was it was the schools were closed on the first of May. But they're not anymore. Really? No, they're not. But here in Germany, they're closed. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a day off, right? Or is it just Bavaria? We happen to be in Bavaria. Yeah, I don't know if it's all over Germany. I don't know. But yes, in Germany here, in, in, in Bavaria here, um, the schools would be closed tomorrow if they had been generally open. Yeah. So. Um, I'm t- taking a day off. I mean, but are you working tomorrow? Uh, no, no, um, and I think my wife. No, no, she's off. Yeah, so it, it is a public holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, a holiday. It yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but not in not in Denmark. No. Yeah. How about how, how do you have anything like that in the U.S.? Like 
you know, celebrating the unions are having uh, a, like a union day or something, a, a, like a public day? Um, to the union, I, I, I've never owned, I don't never own, I never had a union job in the States, although I wholeheartedly support unions because I think they try to look out for the employees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially in a capitalistic country like America, you know, this is why I've always recommended make sure you pick the right employer yeah. for your goals, yeah. obviously, you know, because you can go for like somebody who can, you can earn a lot of money but have some really hard times or you can have a moderate living but be taken care of. So it's, it's we do have Labor Day. Uh, it happens, I think, uh, later on summertime. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not the same schedule as the European uh, Labor Day. I don't know how much the the, the unions are involved, but it's um, I think it's mostly like a day for um, taking a day off and yeah, yeah. barbecuing yeah, and stuff like you that. Know. You're touching a very interesting subject there because you say pick the right employer. Um, I think that's exactly what has happened with the unions. They've kind of outlived themselves here in Europe because let's just face it. Nobody, nobody is really working as hard as they did you know, like 50 years ago. So now it's it's you know the the, the basic requirements that you know, the unions are always demanding better better salaries and and better work conditions and stuff like that. But now it's sort of, yeah. I mean, we 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 have good conditions in general. Our generations we don't work as hard as our as our parents and great grandparents and you know, it's, it's, it's a different situation. So now what you're saying there, pick the right employer, the employer, the, 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 the employers, the companies are actually competing to be an attractive place to work. At least we see that in Denmark. I mean, if you don't offer them this, that, and, 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 and whatnot, the youngsters, they, they don't even want to come to work for you because they can get better conditions elsewhere. Do you see? Yeah. I mean, you the big tech giants like Apple, Google, they, they, they've had, they, oh. they, they've had all these, it was like a resort when you get to work. <laughs> That's their current motif. I mean, I don't know about having breakfast in your desk, especially because I work with a computer. I'm not that kind of person, but uh, I think a lot of people enjoy that, you know, so yeah. breakfast... Uh, at work seems to be a thing that okay you know uh, they like but yeah I mean that has changed the the work environment yeah um, but I think it's mostly like when I'm saying pick the right employer you know you want to pick somebody who's really looking out for um, things that will affect you yeah that will affect your pay so like inflation yeah you know like you should be getting raises every exactly. year exactly you know. Because, I mean, inflation will naturally happen with this fiat currency, so you want to be able to continue to afford milk next year when, you know, it gets more expensive, but you don't have any more, uh, any more salary. So now you you got to make the sacrifices that's true. and not the company. Yeah. So that, that's what I refer and to. And also, um, also, you know, how many... Are you able to take a day... Because what I mentioned earlier with, with uh, the tech giants... And you mentioned all the all the perks you have in the office environment. That's all good, but you know if you want to take an extra yeah. day off because someone in your family is sick or you know, all these kind of things surrounding your your relation to your workplace, that's usually what the unions do. You know, that's usually what they make yeah. sure that, like you say, that inflation is covered. Um, um, 
medical. Well, I know in the film industry, mm -hmm. like the one of the big things that the union uh, still is that they protect the pay of these uh, workers. So when you go uh, over eight, ten hours, whatever it's set on the contract, mm -hmm. you start getting you know pay and a half. Uh, and then if you go over 12 hours, then it's, you, you know, Double pay. additional money yeah. um, and a hassle pay. Yeah. yeah. Because the, when you're thinking about like film productions that are especially like in a movie where it's a continuous schedule, you know, yeah. um, you want, you don't want people to be handling this heavy equipment, especially like the people that handle the heavy stuff, yeah. right? I mean, even the caterers, you don't want people to be so burned out that they, you know, that they start affecting the production yeah. you want to keep the production going yeah. so it's a safety situation and it hurts the producer's pocket or the studio's pocket yeah. which is a great way to balance that uh, you know that thing because obviously you can ask uh, more from your crew but you shouldn't demand it you know because yeah. it'll cost you yeah. and if it doesn't cost you and someone losing their life or getting hurt it's going to cost you in another way so I think that that's true that, that's what I've seen in, in the movie industry yeah. um With his uh, union jobs. And a lot of the studios, I mean, they have to be, you know, the, the, there is a lot of control in that too. Yeah. You, you cannot just produce a, a show with, you know, once it gets to a certain budget and to a certain size, uh, the commission will step in and say, hey, this needs to become a union job. You can't just, yeah. you know, you can do an independent movie or something like that, something small, but once it starts getting too big. In the good old the days, uh, in. in the music industry, you know, session musicians, they would also work on union pay. That, that would be like, if, They would, you know, the big stars, the big, the uh, the biggest names you could you could get into your studio. They they might have asked for an extra fee for for something, but but in general, if you were a good gentleman, you would just ask the union pay, um, and 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 people would always, uh, you know, ask for you again. You would always have a lot of work to do because um, people would know what what the cost would be to finish uh, the recording of an album and um, you, they could rely on people from, you know, members of the union. So, um, yeah, but I don't know if, if, if that's the case anymore. Um, I was, I was going to ask you um, union thing in, in, in the States. Is that also, uh, are they also um, negotiating with the, with the companies um, the length of, or the number of, of, of holidays and the number of, of, Days off because he, yeah, that's all factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in, in in the US you have like is the two weeks? It depends on the state, probably. I don't know. Oh, we have the least amount of holidays. Yeah, yeah. we're workaholics in the states. Um, it it has to be uh, the minimum, which is probably yeah, two weeks. Which is nothing. nothing. It's nothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> How can you even? Recover in just two weeks. That, I, I know this, this sounds very spoiled for for a European kid like me, but in Germany and in in, <laughs> in, in Denmark we have six weeks. You know, <laughs> when I came to Germany, uh, I took this job with uh, uh, with this defense contractor, yep. and I got a forty eight hour um, a week job because it's it's six days. It was you know Monday through, through uh, Saturday. Um, And that's tough competition, but but it's because they they support these training rotations, and those training rotations can be 10, 20, 30 days yeah. on. So yeah, yeah. you're providing twenty four hour support, and you're really just doing twenty four hour shifts. Um, but when I looked at the contract, uh, you know, forty forty eight hours for me at the time was such a luxury, <laughs> you know, because I was really? I think I was working fifty to fifty two hours on average, 
in, L, in you know in the states in LA. So I thought to myself like, wow, this is great. It's you know it almost felt like I have a day for free. But then I came to find out uh, most people work forty or under. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad, some of pe- some of my German uh, friends were working thirty six hours, made the same amount of money as I was making, yeah. close yeah, to, yeah. and I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. So things are different over here. That's yeah. It's definitely a different quality of life over here. Yeah, and 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 that's that's actually thanks to the unions. Um, people was, you know, with a with a very capitalist capitalistic view of things, they would say, you know, that that's also what makes products more expensive because the higher cost of labor and all the all the things surrounding that. But but um, you know, it keeps people healthy and it keeps people you know with an ability to 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 continue to to work with a high quality so there are lots of good things to say about this is getting a very socialistic show today <laughs> yeah it, it is very socialist. you you've, you've been here too long in europe you know <laughs> i have learned from the germans uh the importance of taking care of your uh, of your employees yeah. <clears throat> i think that that's just something that um, I mean, I'm still a capitalist at heart, and I want to aggressively move faster and yeah, yeah. sell more, do all the stuff, but not at the expense of other human beings. No. And I think that's, if anything, I've learned uh, with my time here is obviously take care of these people because they're the ones that are running the show. It's about a balance. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we already, I, I kind of already had that example, especially from like, um, you know, The Virgin Company, they have, they were like one of those companies that are like really work, uh, vocal about taking care of yep. your employees yes. because they take care of your customers. Yep. So that example is always, always, obviously already there, but in a hustling, grand kind of environment, um, like uh, the movie industry, I mean, you also exert yourself because you want, you know, there's a lot of competition and you want to move ahead, uh, you know, or just keep working yeah. and, you know, uh, But there's got to be a balance. I mean, I think it's it's all individual. So before, I would say, before prior to coming to Germany, I would say, it's up to me if I need to take some time off and if I need to know how much money I need to be earning for the quality of life that I want, yeah. yada, yada, yada. We're here. A lot of that stuff's taking care of you. Yeah, you have paid leave. Um, I mean, when you, when you go on holiday for, for, for three weeks in the summer, you don't have to worry about your paycheck. It just comes like it always does. And the one thing that I've noticed is that now, that, especially right now, like a lot of people are in Kurtz Arbeit, you know, um, and and so when that system gets shocked or gets challenged, people don't really know what to do with themselves. No. And I think that this is what's been interesting. I mean, there is, there is uh, I don't know what the numbers are on unemployment here. Um, and definitely the situation is not as terrible as it is in America, but I have talked to some Germans who, you know, are a little, you know, The thing is, yeah, they're kind of in shock about yeah. this kind of stuff, and it, you know, and it, it, it's it's obvious. But to somebody like me, uh, you know, my flight or flight uh, uh, system kicks in, and I'm like, okay, well, you got to figure out how to make this the best. And I think having this system where everything was uh, taken care of by the union or by the companies or by legislation, mm-hmm. right, made it too comfortable for people to really develop that ability to say, okay. If I don't have my job anymore, and if I can't depend on the social welfare, how do I then, you know, make it on my yeah. own? That's the paradox, right? Yeah. 
of these two systems, <laughs> this capitalist system and the socialist system. But, <clears throat> and and it's more complex than just a two binary yeah, 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 uh, yeah. equation like that. Because right? what you see in the in the in the US now, I mean, I, I, I saw a um, a report from Las Vegas last night. I think it was like nine hundred thousand unemployed people in in Las Vegas alone. I mean, how can any system cover that? I mean, it's it's just a catastrophe. <laughs> it's just it's totally prime for UBI for universal basic income right now. Wow! I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's um, yeah. one of the things that we probably should start thinking about after this crisis. Is saying you know maybe there should be like at least a basic income for everyone so that people don't go out and do desperate things. You know, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, yeah. And the amount of money, that that's a different, topic. Yeah, yeah. we're dealing with the Germans. Yeah, yeah we're dealing with the Germans, but uh, I think the Germans would be more welcoming. They're, they're, they're not at the moment, but they would potentially in the future be more welcoming to, uh, basic incomes. Uh, they, I mean, they they talk about it on and off, um, but but uh, they would be more welcoming to that idea towards that idea than 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 the the US certainly. Yeah, and I think that they're probably farther ahead or farther away from that only because they've had such a good system so far. Probably, right? and so obviously now that like uh, supply chains are being disrupted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, people are starting to consider this stuff. I mean, America, I would say, it's a lot more dependent on China than Germany yeah. is. But Germans still get products from oh, China. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's not that it's that the global effect hasn't had no, an no, impact no, no. on Germany. No. Of course it has. And the reason why the unions here in Germany are very strong is because we have a tradition, an industry tradition. I mean, there's there's a tradition for, for heavy industries, steel factories. We have uh, car manufacturers. Um technological companies um household techno, uh, tech households like Siemens Bosch like fridges and washing machines and stuff you know it's all good German yeah there's still a lot of German made products yeah, yeah yeah and these products are popular across the globe so so uh, I mean <clears throat> the Germans have a, a great tradition for for heavy industry yeah I think that was um that was a good length of um uh, of episode today, Philip. Uh, thanks for taking the time to to chat with me once again. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. So um, you've been listening to dealing with the Germans, and um, we will be back. In, yeah, soon. Ciao. All right, hang in there. Ciao.